Welcome to the Tech for Tech's Tech Talk, Episode 4, Women in Tech, A Day in the Life. This is a live show. I'm Phil Griffiths. This is streaming live on the TFT Facebook group and page, YouTube and Twitch. You will now also be able to listen to the show on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify with other platforms coming soon in the near future. Today, the show will be hosted by Jennifer Griffiths, who is the owner of Tech for Techs, and this show is about women in tech. So over to you, Jennifer. Thank you, Phil. Uh, today, I have some special guests with me. Today, I have Ms. Allison Cook, and she is from East Anglian Data Recovery. Hi, Allison. Hello there. Hi. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for inviting me along. And I have Miss Caroline Howell, and she is from the Pewter Tutor Computer Services. How are you, Caroline? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Looking forward to uh, a bit of a chat. And I have Miss Sophie Bingham. I hope I got the name right. She is from Mobitech in Redford. Mm-hmm. How are you, Sophie? Good, thank you. And we have Sharon Richards from Eurosoft. How are you, Sharon? Doing well. It's a great evening, and I'm glad to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. So does anyone have any news topics to share with us? Allison, do you have one? Um, just really what's been going on in the office this week. We've um, noticed quite a um, an increase in the number of solid-state drive devices coming through. Had a bit of a flurry of those this week. Um, so, yeah, that, that's one thing that tends to be happening. I don't know whether it's just the, um, the first kind of phase of when these started to be upgraded several years back that are now starting to come through. Um, but, yeah, that, that seems to be what we've had a lot of come in and flash work this week, still the mechanical hard drives, but it's the same old story client coming in with no backup and uh, we have to try and do what we can for them. Yeah. yeah. Sophie, do you have anything to share with us? Yeah, um, I recently got a back glass uh, laser machine from my shop. Um, so it means that I can do like just the back glass repair on iPhones um, and we're the only shop in town that offers that. Oh, nice. So you have one up on the competition. Well done, you. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to let Caroline come up and tell us what she has. So this week I've done a couple reinstalls of Windows 10. And I just want to say a program that's just saved me a ton of time is um, on a website called nanite.com. And you basically tick the boxes of the programs you want, Chrome, Open Office, Foxit Reader, Zoom, tick the box, download the installer, and it just puts everything on the computer for you. It's, it's such a time saver compared to going to each page and downloading and all that sort of stuff. So if anyone's not using it, look it up, nanite.com. Yeah, it's worth a go. It really is. Um, Sharon, over to you. Well, at, at my end this week, particularly, um, that, that word earlier from Allison about the flurry, well, we've had a flurry of customer comebacks where um, it seems to be that they were on the old Qt Plus win diagnostics. Of, they're so activated now. They don't even work, really. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is um, they were finding that so much of the hardware that's come into play, the UEFI, um, they were still trying to test it and it wasn't happening. 
And then their reasons for signing up so quickly, getting new programs, was COVID. They have a COVID crisis. And it has been, it's been really heavy going, trying to beat, you know, what everyone thinks is going to be locked down. And this, this comment about, you know, we're not essential services. That's the other thing that seems to be quite prevalent. Um, and I beg to have an argument on that because I think anybody that's providing computer service is essential. Um, so yeah. that's, that's been my argument to a few government uh, discussions also, uh, globally, actually. So, yeah, we'll see how that rolls. But that has been, um, I, I feel for the people that are, are really scared or concerned, you know, and in and, and the industry that we're trying to see particularly. Yeah, there you go. I, I totally agree with you that uh, computer services are essential, whether you be a phone tech or um, in the iPhone, uh, iPads and stuff like that, or if you're computers and laptops like myself and data recovery like Allison, we're all in it together and we all have to work and help people out that come our way. Um, my little tidbit is from the NVIDIA group today. They launched their uh, RTX 3080, with the one that had all the hype that you've been hearing about. Well, it launched today, and this is the first in the new series. While performance looks good in the reviews, the stock doesn't. Uh-oh. So NVIDIA said that you'd be able to buy the Founders Edition directly from them from 2 p.m. UK time. Well, when we logged on their website at exactly 2 p.m., out of stock. Oh, out of stock. Imagine that. So they did give links to stores where you could buy them online, but these links led to the products that were pre-orders with dates of delivery anywhere between a week and a month away on launch day. So that was not really good planning right there. NVIDIA did send us an email saying that the product was now available and that was at three o'clock. At two o'clock we logged in, there was no availability. Didn't exactly time that one right, did we? Um, it did give us a link uh, to a web page, and it said, out of stock. No <laughs> so there wasn't, it wasn't to be had to get fill a, a video a NVIDIA card today. Um, uh, as we expected, none of our UK distributors, to our knowledge, have managed to get stock. Next week, they plan to launch the RTX 3090, and we expect much the same with its expensive price tag of £1,400 plus. Yes. So that is the news from the ballpark today. So I guess we'll go on to our main topic now. Um, our main topic, again, women in tech, and we're going to talk about the pros and cons of being a woman in IT. Now, <laughs> sit back and enjoy yourself. Uh, one of the most patronizing things that we get is when someone comes through the door and some, they say, um, I thought you were the receptionist. I really hate that. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I do reception work, but I'm also the one that builds your computer. And when I tell them that, oh, good for you. Uh, yeah, because I'm a woman, I shouldn't really know how to do that. Thanks a lot. Uh, yeah. Next time. <laughs> you just, you have a, bu a bunch of bad, evil thoughts come across your mind when, when they patronize you like that. Oh, but I digress. <laughs> um, I'm going to go over to Allison. Allison, did, what, what really makes you irritated in, in the world of tech? Uh, what in as being a female in tech or or in general in as a female in tech yeah um i i guess i mean we've i've been very lucky i i the, the experience i've had as a as a female in tech has been largely a positive one um most of the time the clients that call us know diddly squat about data recovery so you know it's not that they're going to call and and ask me something uh, and if they want to go really really technical then of course steve is the person that, that that deals with that side of things but on the whole they're very respectful um you know i i haven't had a bad experience in that respect mainly sorry delivery drivers are, are thinking that i'm the secretary or the receptionist but other than that um i suppose the majority of the time I deal with clients, it's on the phone. We don't have too much of the face-to-face -face side of things. So um, they probably take my word for it when, when they do speak to me. And um, it's been, you know, pretty positive. I, I have got quite a few um, ladies that are in IT support um, more and more. I mean, you, you kind of break the mold, the two of you here in, in my arena of sort of contacts that actually do the hands-on side of things. Um, most of the people that I'm connected with in um, females in technology tend to be more channel based or in the IT support side of things rather than actual physical hands on repairs. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's, there's not as many as there could be, um, not as many as maybe there should be. Um, but definitely, I think the numbers are increasing. Um, what I'm seeing, I um, had to think about who actually I know. And, and then there are several even locally within the next in my county and the home around us is still sort of fairly. Uh, um, there's more than I expected to be. So it's nice. I think it should be more. And Sophie, have you had any experiences that you'd like to talk about that got under your skin? Uh, yeah, I mean, just kind of building on what you said before about like, you know, what. Oh, yeah, well done and things like that. Um, I get a lot of guys come in and oh, your attention. Oh, sorry, I was waiting for the guy guy to come around. I'm like, it's my shop. I I'm the one that works here. Um, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, kind of just watch, watch what you're doing. You know, are you sure you know what you're doing? And it's like I've been doing it eight years. I I do know what I'm doing. Like, you don't need to patronise me and ask me if I know what I'm doing. Exactly. Yeah. If you didn't know what you were doing, you wouldn't put yourself out there and have a shop. You well, know, yeah, exactly. Oh. Caroline, what about you? Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've been running my business now 17 years. So I've got quite a bit of experience under my belt. When I started out and still today, I get the occasional phone call where it's like, uh, so who does the pet repairs? Is that your husband? 
I'm like, no, that that's me. It's my business. Oh, but but who who's the man in the picture? This is I run an advert in a, a local magazine, and it's a photograph of me in a lumberjack shirt with my short hair. Right, um, and it was like and the man in the photo. Yeah, yeah, with the lumberjack shirt. I was like, no, no, that's me. Oh, oh, like you can't have a woman with short hair. Um, so yeah, so yeah. I got a little bit of that, and I've had I've been sexually harassed once, which was. Not great, but um, generally once I've been somewhere and people know that I can do my job and I'm good at it and they come back for seconds and thirds and fourths and recommend their friends, then it's good. I think it gives us a, it's my unique selling point is that uh, I'm a female coming into your house. I'm not as intimidating as as a, a man may be. Um, so, you know, I use it to my advantage where I can, definitely. Sharon, have you had any wow. world wind, earth shattering? <laughs> world wind is right. Really world, the world part. Um, for me, I think uh, it's, I've been doing this a long time. And so this starts back, you know, like 1985, 86, where, you know, we gals were out on the trade floor show. And even though we knew what we were talking about, that's not what they wanted to hear us talk about <laughs> and i'm talking about the guys so um but boy i'll tell you more more fun than hassle for sure you know you roll with it it's like one great party um but i think really just supporting um you know customers has probably kept a less of a hassle for me i think i i don't really recall you know bar the um the stuff that happens in creatures you know i don't really recall having much um, great, you know, I have had, you know, lots of uh, customers over the 30, 30 plus years that have been upset about something and really upset. And I think because sometimes you're a woman, they feel they can rattle you more so. But the majority of the time for me, it's been they just needed someone to talk to about it. So once that issue was disclosed and they got it off their chest, then you could move on to something better. So that's, uh, you know, that's probably, and, and I guess because I'm in more business development and, you know, communicating with the customer, um, you know, trying to make it right for them. What are their issues? Um, I haven't had to fight for this um, space that the other cows have, you know, it's, it, they running their own shops like that. I can't imagine how, how tedious and difficult it must be. You're, you're face on with me as that type of customer going in, what's the matter with my computer? What's the matter with my phone? <laughs> what do you mean you can't fix it? But it has nothing to do with gender. It just has to do with my frustrations of, you know, my hair. So I, I get this for the other gals for sure. Well, now we're going to move on to the pro side of things. What is wonderful about our job? <laughs> well, I'll go ahead and I'll start us off. Um, I have a lot of teenagers that come in my shop and they either want to just look around and hang out with their buds, uh, stand around, point about the Cooler Master keyboard in the corner or something, and they'll ask me a question. And the first time it ever happened, I, I thought, yeah, you're trying to see how much I know. And I started talking about the DPI on the mouse and everything, and they thought, 
whoa, she's old enough to be my mom, and she she knows what DPI is. And you could just see their little faces lighting up. They must have been 13 years old or something, you know. And they started coming back. Over and over, they'd come in every day after school, these two kids. And Phil has seen them and everything. And I said, they're okay. They're just looking. They came in here to have a chat with me. And one of them came in with his dad one Saturday. And he wanted me to build him a computer. He said he'd been talking to me and everything and told his dad that I was cool. And I knew how to build computers. And he came in and did his business with me because I took the time out, you know, to chat with him. And I didn't just shoot him out of the store. No, kid, you can't touch that. So I think that once you get past that initial barrier and they see that you are kind and you really do want to work with them, that they've got a real uh, ace in the hole with you. As, as so to speak. And a lot of times we are less intimidating to talk to than say a man would be. A lot of the older ladies that come in my shop, they ask me more questions than they would feel because they feel more comfortable asking it. They don't feel like I'm judging them as much as, as Phil would. So yeah, um, that's, that's a good side of it there. I tend to agree. I think it. I think um, we maybe humanise it a little bit more um, without trying to sort of dumb down that we, you know, we're females and we soften the edges, if you like. I think we bring the empathy and the emotion, whereas the the the, the um, it's not so much a factual problem solution that that maybe a guy's take on a, on a matter. We can attach the emotions when we deal with people all the time that. I mean, I had one only last week that literally couldn't talk on the phone because she was crying so hard that she'd lost all this stuff, you know. And um, I, you know, my job is really to just to try and calm her down before I can talk to them about it. And maybe they find it a bit easier to do that with me rather than somebody that's just going to spout information at them. Um, so I do think we we can sort of... Um, buy into the reason why they are there rather than just a straight sale or a um, a use of a service. So I think it has its pluses, definitely. Definitely. It's good because, like, with me, um, the town I work in, it's, like, kind of full of older people and, and like, younger. Um, and I feel like... I really earn their trust as opposed to the other shops in town that are run by men. And they, they trust me and they come to me and they ask me a lot more. Um, and I get a lot of recommendations because I, because I build that trust up front. I get a lot of recommendations and then their friends come. And then it's not only the friends, it's they, they pass that onto their onto their families, and like the younger generation, and then I get more like custom from them as well. Um, you probably work harder to get their trust than some of the guys out there because they're overly confident that they have it already. Yeah, so you'll I mean, go I'm, that extra mile for them. Yeah, I, I get um, I get a few customers that say, oh, oh I want to pick to so-and-so place. Um, and, you know, they, they've messed this up. And then I, I kind of explain to them why what they did didn't work and, like, explain to them you know this is what it actually needs and because they because i'm building that trust up front 
And I'll say, look, if it doesn't work, I'm not going to charge you. So because I've built that, that trust, they, they always come back to me instead of going back to them. And it just, it makes me feel better. Well, I'm happy to jump in on this. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thinking on the uh, that trust is such a such a big thing, such a big thing. Yeah. And um, yeah, I I think one of the best roles that I continue to play, but started out probably ten years ago. I I call it after living here for so long, UK, right? I call it the Speaker of the House. And <laughs> honest to goodness. Um, that seems to be my role in the majority of the business meetings that we go to globally. I am the one that ends up, you know, setting the stage, calling the stage, getting the facts, what, you know, stop, go, stop, go. And it's, it's been, it's a privilege. I have to say it's a big privilege. Um, and, and I really enjoy it. I just, I can't say enough just how respectful, you know, whatever gender is in the, in the, in the boardroom or, you know, at the presentations, it's been really lovely just being able to, unlike you, Jen, you're sitting there as a moderator and, you know, making sure everything happens. It's, it is a privilege. It's a great feeling to know that you can keep everybody going. You all can come to agreement. Um, and it is, it's, a, it's, you know, just like Sophie says, it's a big trust factor. And I, I really think that that's been my, my favorite thing over all the years that I've done business. Indeed. So for oh. me, I think... It's, it's not so much a tech thing, but certainly working for myself and running my own business has just allowed me to generate an income whilst looking after my own kids. So it's just work, working from home. I don't have a premises. So I do everything from home and I go out into people's houses or I bring stuff back here and fix it. Um, it's just given me that flexibility to be able to to raise my kids without having to put them in daycare or or anything like that. And that for me was a really high priority and running my own tech business has allowed me to do that. So I think that's my biggest pro. Yeah. You get a, a sense of um, gratification out of being able to do, you know, your own thing by your rules, you know, as well as um, it is yours. It is not someone else's business. No, and, and I've set a, I've been a role model to my girls to show that you can hold your own in a what's a predominantly male dominated business. And um, now I've got a, a teenage daughter who's really into computer programming and hopefully will invent the next big app and make it a million. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> One can only hope. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, Phil, have we got any questions right now? Right. Okay. We do have quite a few questions. Um, let me just say hi to everyone who's actually watching at the moment, or a few of them. Uh, hi, Nigel, call me, Gary. You've also got Peter. Jeffrey, you've got quite a few people actually watching at the moment, so that's quite good. Um, 
let's have a look at the first question. Most of them have been sent to me in personal messages. So let me just get them all up. I think the guys don't want to offend anyone with probably some of the questions or something, possibly. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um, but, okay, let's start off. Um, uh, the first one, do you have issues with women and men? So I'm presuming they're asking when you're either talking to um, customers or whatever, do you find that women as well as men have issues with you being obviously a tech or, or whatever it may be? Issues, um, once they understand that I am the tech uh, as well as, as uh, Phil is, they think I'm Phil's, I'm just Phil's wife, basically. So I have to make them understand that I am a tech. Now, once I tell them that I am a tech, I have to establish their trust. And then you find that they'll accept it. Okay. Um, they will accept it. But some of the men are hard work, especially the older generation. They don't think that women should be out of their aprons and everything. The really older ones. Oh, wow. And, and sometimes you're like, right, just built here. I can't handle this. This is just not worth it. So, yeah, it's both sexes uh, that you have to work to get their trust. Uh, but the women do seem to accept it. And they even apologize to me. Oh, I am sorry. I didn't mean to offend you. And you don't really do that from the guys as much. I kind of get it the other way around. Um, so sometimes, like, if a couple come in, um, say if it's the guy's phone that's broke, I'll serve a guy and I'll talk to him because it's his phone, but then the girl's giving me daggers, like, as if to say, you know, what are you talking to my mum for? And I'm like, it's his phone. So I, I get quite a lot of judgment off women. Well, that sounds pretty good. Um, let's have. A, <laughs> I must admit, I have seen it happen myself when I've been in the shop with um, customers. And let's just say I've just popped in for five minutes or whatever to pick something on, but Jen's actually dealing with a customer. Halfway through a sentence, I'll stop talking to Jen and then start talking to me as if I'm the one who knows more because I'm a bloke rather than... Jen, uh, I know that annoys her sometimes, uh, quite often, and you try and point them back to who they should be talking to, uh, and then they sort of veer off again and start talking to me uh, instead. So uh, I must admit, it's uh, I can see where it can get annoying uh, in some cases, and I think uh, I think it is mainly the men. I must admit, who seem to be the pains, and the uh, the women, uh, or at least the women do apologise if they do do it. Right, going on to your next question. So this one will probably go for everyone. Um, did you always know that working in technology was what you wanted to do? Uh, and how did you decide to go into, obviously, the field you've gone into? So obviously, we'll start off with Jen. Um, I stumbled upon a job in technology. Uh, my, my neighbor worked at Dell. And he knew I needed a job. And to cut a story short, um, he offered me a job at Dell because he knew I was good with computers. Um, and uh, I came into Dell and I applied for the job in the award-winning tech support sector. Back when we had, dude, you're getting a Dell. Sweet. Yeah, Stephen. 
We had him still. So I was on the tech support at Dell. Now, I was really nervous about that because I, I had experience. I had upgraded my computer and everything and all of that, but I had never spoken over the phone instructions on how to do it. So that was a little nerve-wracking. I, I didn't really care for that. Um, I, I had this this guy I was seeing at the time, and he was in the tech. He used to work uh, at CompTIA. And he told me, if you're really and truly a geek, you can build your own computer. So not only am I working at Dell, I've got to prove myself to you. Right. Well, I built my own computer and he watched and in amazement as I have this computer building on his mom's dining room table. <laughs> the only thing he did that I, I could not do at the time because I was shaking. She, I had the AMD processor, which has little pens. And if you bend these pens that go into the board, you're sunk. That's game over right there. And I have a shaky hand on a normal day. Well, this day I was really shaky. So he dropped the processor in for me. I latched it down and took off, boom. And from then on, I knew that I wanted to be a tech. That was the only thing in the world that was going to satisfy me was being a tech. I had no idea I was going to end up in the tech industry at all. Um, I started out my career in sales and, and, and customer services. So I had a lot of experience in that field, selling all sorts of different products. Um, but it wasn't until obviously I met Steve probably coming up 15 years ago and he was a tech, not at the time, but he, he, he came back to it, um, after moving into Norfolk and, um, we decided that we were going to do this. And so this is where the teamwork side comes in because obviously the technical side is dealt with by Steve, whereas I deal more with the marketing and that, that side of things and the sales side of things. So, um, yeah, I, it was a bit of a baptism of fire. Um, I remember getting our very first inquiry from the website that we built for ourselves and, um, you know, putting my hand over the receiver and going, I've got to call, I've got to call, I've got to call. What do I say? What do I say? You know, and it's, it's only just listening and learning and just learning on the, on the job as you go. Um, and now I feel fairly confident and co comfortable talking to clients about their needs um, and, um, yeah, it wasn't something I ever set out and thought, yeah, I always thought I'd like to run my own business, but I didn't know until when we got here really, that it was going to be in technology. Yeah. And a good job you do at it. I must oh. say. Well, we, we still, I mean, I still learn things every day. Um, I think we all do, um, things move along so quickly uh, you know what 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 was what was sort of um very current and updated uh, up to date last week something else will be superseding that not too long there's always improvements going on all the time and upgrades and stuff so uh yeah you you have to keep you have to keep fresh and keep a learning um or you stagnate don't you so i'm a bit similar to Alison in the i used to be a school teacher before I started my own business. Sure. Hence why the business is called Puta Tutor, because I started out tutoring people, older people, how to use their computers. 
And then from there it grew. I went to my one client and his internet wasn't working. So it was like, oh, fix that back in the old dial-up days. And um, I was like, oh, that's, that was a bit more fun than actually talking spreadsheets for an hour. <laughs> and uh, it grew from there. So, but yeah, school teacher to, to IT tech, quite a jump, I think. I would say good for you, but that just doesn't seem appropriate. <laughs> what about yourself, Sophie? Um, I didn't think that I'd have a job in it, in, in tech. Uh, I just always thought I'd work retail because that's just what I'm good at. Um, but when when I was 17, um, my, my own phone broke and I didn't want my dad to find out. So I started fixing that and I thought if I you know I'll give it a go why not and it worked it worked fine um and then that kind of turned into my friend saying oh can you fix mine and then I thought well if I'm doing it I might as well get paid for it <laughs> so I've, I've found a job in phone repair and I've been doing it five years now so yeah I'm absolutely loving it it sounds like you fell into it like Phil did uh he used to upgrade his dad's old BBC computer with his pocket money when he was a little bitty boy. And he would spend all this money on this old computer, upgrading it. And he would do the putting in of the hardware himself. He just opened it up and figured it out for himself, you know, what was what. And here he is today. Mm. So it's just trial and error learning and if, if you are a, a good tech, you never stop learning. You're always yeah. hungry to learn more. I think if you've got a, um, uh, a practical mindset and, um, and an engineer's almost mindset, it doesn't matter what sex you are. I'm, I'm really cack-handed. I'm not practical at all. So all of those kind of tasks just go over my head, really, and, and they don't interest me. But if you, I think if you're a practical person, then it doesn't matter what sex you are. You'd be a great tech, won't you? Hands on. We're, we're all good at something. Yeah. You're good at um, data recovery. Well, not I don't me know as anything such, but... about it. I don't know a thing about it. You, I, I know what fabs will let me do. Yeah. <laughs> and that I have my magic needle, Jenny. That's the thing. <laughs> And that's a story for another day. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, what about yeah, yourself, Sharon? Um, what? Uh, how did you get into the industry? It's an interesting question. Um, back in uh, 1985, um, yeah, I stumbled into a job for collections, actually, at Ward Software. Um, the BIOS people, as you may remember. And uh, that was in... Los Gatos, my hometown. And uh, before that, I had been brand inspector, um, working emergency projects for the California Department of Food and Agriculture. So my goal was to become a veterinarian. <laughs> so that was quite a quite a leap of faith, changing into the tech industry. Um, I learned a lot there um, and was most bitten by, um, again, business relations and helping to propel, you know, companies forward that needed that type of product um, and then um, happened to meet um, the owner of the company um, Systems Constructors, which became Eurosoft. 
and you know went on from there to you know 40 years later as a company and 31 years there for me um, you know helping to make that company you know go from you know one roller coaster ride to the next <laughs> and it's been uh, it's been it's been really good I've, been, I've enjoyed it tremendously so I've learned a, a lot about tech along the way obviously um, but mostly you know repeating it again it's finding out what a customer's needs are and what keeps them up at night and and filling that hole that's that's my absolute joy. Well, I think that's uh, everyone who's answered that question. Um, we've got a question in from Cormac, who's usually one of our other co-hosts, but he's had to miss out tonight because, well, he's the wrong sex. Um, sorry, Cormac. Um, but basically, he wants to know, do you have issues with other techs? So other technicians or other people in your field, obviously, uh, I'm presuming of the opposite sex. Well... Um, I guess I would do, but I live with the one in my office and it wouldn't be beneficial to his health. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, when I go to places like Target Open Day, they embrace me as one of them because I am. And they know that. They know that I wouldn't be at the Open Day or wherever I am if I hadn't earned it, I'm not just there as arm candy or to promote a product or as such. I am in the know. And in some cases, I may know more than them. So <laughs> um, I, I don't get that. No, fellow techs, they respect me. I've got to say for the most part, I've had maybe one or two idiots in the past. Um, but uh, you get that in any kind of business so yeah it's been mostly positive i've actually found that some of the guys that i know through this page and other pages on facebook have been really really supportive and helped me grow um and boosted my confidence when i thought oh i can't i can't do that i can't i mean i remember an example a few years ago i'd, I'd never replaced a screen on a laptop and they were like, oh, you can do it here. Have this old broken laptop. You can play with this one and, you know, it's, you're not going to break anything. Just go for it. And um, for that, I've got to thank them, really, because they, they've really helped me grow. So on the whole, like Jenny says, you get the odd idiot, but I think they're idiot to other, to other boy techs as well as girl techs. <laughs> they're just, on the whole, people are cool. Yeah. And what about you, Miss Sophie? What do you think? Um, I think the, well, I don't really work with anyone. I work on my own. I just run the shop on my own. So I don't really get like, any colleagues say anything like, you know, anything bad. But I'm in a, in a group, um, in a WhatsApp group, and everybody there is just really supportive. Like if I've got any questions about anything, literally everybody's just so helpful. Um, I did have one instance a few years ago when it kind of, Kind of shook me a bit and put me off putting things online because I've got an Instagram account um, where I put all my pictures of repairs like before and afters. Um, and I had I had a question about something that I just didn't I didn't know I, I, I'm not very good with software I'm, I can do hardware like screen replacements battery replacements but software I'm not super great with. Um, and I just put a picture on Instagram saying look like hey guys does anyone know anything about this? Um, and I got a comment on it saying. Um, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, get back in the kitchen. And 
that was from another technician. Um, it really put me on, like, posting for a while. Um, I just, I, th- I thought, I'm, I'm not going to bother because I'm, I'm here asking for help and you're going to talk to me about that. Um, but apart from that one comment that came back a bit, everybody I know has just been super supportive and, and really helpful. Yep. There's always that one that has to bolster up and pretend that he's macho and everything, and all he does is make a big crowd of himself. So, <laughs> Sharon, what about you? You yeah. tell well, us about I'm, I'm surrounded by techs, you know, um, engineers of the highest quality, and quite frankly, it's not so much that I get, I get hassled by them, um, but I, it's because I respect what they're doing, and I you know, will turn over that card every time and say, you know, what do I need to do? What can we help help with you know with this customer um so i think knowing my limitations and my boundaries um and really appreciating what what they bring to the table has kept me you know in the in the clear and i i depend on you know whenever i mean i think the tech the text group the followers um have some of the some of the best questions where they they really shake it out and um you know my my answers sometimes may be you know a little bit salesy marketing for them but I do my best to get back to them and, you know, get a solid answer from the guys. And I think, I, mean, I have to say it right here now, that your um, stream of replies that you would fill and, and the other guys to come up with, you all seem to figure out your issues, even if it's talking about PC chat, you know, well, what's it doing or not doing and so on. You have a flow chart of answers that really, you know, cuts, cuts to the case. And bringing this to my engineers, um, they're so respectful of what, of what you do. Um, and, you know, diagnostics, they you know, have the place, they find a lot of issues, but it's still a lot of hands-on, you know, it's a lot of hands-on. Um, and, you know, I just, looking at these other gals doing the tech up here, I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> I'm impressed by what they do. And I know I can contribute, you know, at that software, finding your issues and presenting problems, but it's them that's down there, you know, with that, hands-on doing doing the hard stuff trying to make you know the the, the front-facing customers happy so hats off to you ladies yeah um with, without your tool i can do my job but your tool does make it a lot easier so kudos to you <laughs> so kudos to your for that tool that i use every day just about it uh have we got any more questions um did everyone answer that one did yeah. Alison get a chance to answer on that one? Did you answer? I didn't, but yeah, it's, it's good. I, I um what was I good with the text that we deal with, I guess I guess the fact that um the background of the business or the or the, the, the business was born of of being a support for technicians at the front line. So, you know, Steve's background was in computer repairs, maintenance and IT support. So having been in that hot seat where you've got people coming to you with problems that you can't get around um, and having to find somebody that you can trust to pass that work to, it, it helps us get an insight into, into what the actual computer repair centres and owners and IT businesses 
have to sort of their gamble, if you like, you know, to find someone they can trust to work with, you know, and and so when we when we do work with technicians and and um, and specialists of repair that you do, you know, we we take that really seriously because it's an extension of your reputation. So. I found the techs that we work with really, really supportive. And of course, you know, we're always grateful to, to have your, um, you know, have your recommendations. And so we value them really highly and uh, yeah, always supportive. Okay. Let's go on with one of the last questions. So why do you think there is a lack of women in tech? Yes. That's a good question. Um, it's because you've got to be a special kind of lady to work computers <laughs> and fix them. And there's not many of us out there. Yeah. A particular uh, set of skills. Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of, of the women out there, and this is not in any offense, they don't see it as the glamorous job. It's, it's not something that you dream about when you're a little girl that you want to grow up and be. A lot of us wanted to be nurses at some point. I, I, I went through the nurse phase and the paramedic phase and all sorts of stuff. I wanted to be a DJ at one point, like my dad. Um, so um, I, mean, I got it half right. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's not the glamorous job that you dream about when you're playing with your Barbie doll. You never see IT Barbie or anything. So uh, <laughs> I wish they would make it though, because that I think she'd be really cool and she could possibly be a, a good influence on little girls, you know. But you see mostly men walking around with the geek glasses that have the little piece of tape and those in high school, you just know they're going to end up in computers. You just know it. And you're thinking, oh, gosh, I don't want to be related to this right here. Oh, just shoot me now. So I think the the, the glamour side of it is not there a lot. <laughs> and um, it's not that girly girl job. You, you can't be a real high-strung, girly girl and do what we do a lot of the time because you're going to be crawling around on your knees under someone's bench or their desk, whatever, and you're going to get filthy dirty. So it has no place for the girly girl. Uh, <laughs> like, like Caroline said, it takes a special kind of lady to do what we do. And I think also that there haven't been the role models for for girls growing up now. Um, you've got like the Steve Jobs and the, the Bill Gates, but where are the female equivalents? But I think as time goes on and more of us come into the industry and progress up the ladder, then there will be um, those role models on uh, in the process of getting involved in um, careers for secondary schools and going in um, so that their girls, you know, 13, 14 can see, oh, that's actually a career option for me. It's not, I don't have to be that stereotypical nurse or, you know, the gender stereotypes are now, you know, the last century. So, um, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say. I know exactly. 
You've got people like Allison at East Anglian who uh, do your data recovery, and they look, need to look no further than for uh, a really sweet role model to look up to. Or Sophie at Mobitech, Sharon at Eurosoft, and uh, Caroline at Pewter Tutor. These are some of the, the best role models that you would get out there. Uh, and I encourage any uh, young lady that's watching right now, uh, take notes because if you're interested in tech, these are people that you can look up to. It does actually um, strike me, I'm gonna say, Obviously, this is my opinion on it. Just give you a rough idea on the numbers of women in tech, okay? Tech for Techs, obviously, is a group where a lot of us are all in, or should, or should I say all of us who were in here are all in. Um, but only 7% of the people in the group are female. 1% is undecided uh, or unknown, however they want to put it, um, but the rest are men. Um, so it does give you a rough idea. So out of roughly a thousand members, only 70 are female. So it gives you something to think about. Uh, and how many know. out of those 70 feel are actually hands-on tech? That's another question as well. Um, <laughs> who knows if it's people using the wives' accounts to get on Facebook. I do know one or two that do that. So you never know. So that might, number might be actually lower. Um, but regarding education, I think it's one of the big things um, for, from my point of view, or at least for when I was at school, don't know if things has changed, but when I was at school, which, okay, 25 years ago now, um, but back then, IT, if you went in the IT class, it was all guys and all the girls were pushed towards home economics um, or whatever you want to call it these days, cooking or sewing and different things like that. It was very rare you saw the guys in one and the girls in the other. And I, I'm, I'm hoping education's changed a bit where they actually push women onto, obviously, the more technical side and even some of the guys more onto the home economic side because um, there are some great male chefs out there as well. Right, go on to let's go on to the last question before we call it a night. What advice would you give to a woman considering considering a career in the tech industry? We'll start off with you, obviously, Jim. As with all things, if that which does not truly matter, let it slide. And what I mean is, if you're going to get the comment um, that you're not good enough or the implication that you are not supposed to be here, it doesn't matter. Let it slide. Don't let it discourage you. Um, if you feel the calling that this is right for you, you and you know what you're doing, uh, even if you don't get the training for it, if this is what you want to do, uh, there are some long hours in it. Be prepared. <laughs> you will sit down and you'll think, oh my gosh, I'm absolutely shattered. And you will not have done anything but diagnostics that day, but you're so mentally drained. But still, when you find the fault, it's like, yes, a light has come on and this there's your gratification. Go for it. Go for it. 
hands down, go for it. Um, it. It would pay you to get an apprenticeship going to work under someone as well that knows what they're doing. I would encourage you to do that. Don't just jump into it. Get to an apprenticeship and um, see how you like it and go from there and then open your own business and show who's boss. Anyone else got any views on that? I think if you just, you've just got to be confident in yourself and like just not not worry about what other people are thinking about you. Because if you, if you just show confidence, people just trust you and believe you. Um, you know, like just <laughs> they'll trust you as a person and see you as a person, not as a woman. And I, I think that's really important. Um, you know, and just to keep and just keep trying to educate yourself. Um, you know, just, just learn every day and accept what you get. I think my piece of advice would be the same for guys and for girls. Um, certainly, if like me, you're going out and about into people's homes, you you're dealing with strangers, and if you pick up a vibe on the phone, and you have any kind of inkling in your gut don't go. Um, I've made that mistake and promised myself that if ever I've thought, I don't like the sound of you, then don't go. It's not worth 40, 50 quid to put yourself in a position where you don't feel safe. And I think that applies to guys as well as girls, really. It does. It really does. You can't be too careful these days. Especially when you're going off on your own. Um, yeah. You know. And it's just you and them. So, and that's in any industry, not just uh, tech. So, yeah. Absolutely. One thing I would advise as well for anyone who does this job or is thinking of doing this job, especially if you're mobile, is let someone know where you're going or have a shared calendar so everyone can see where you go well not everyone but the other person can see where you're going whether it be husband wife um, kids aunt uncle friends that way they know where you are so if anything let's just say worst case scenario happened to you they'll know where you are even if it's just an accident on the road or for some reason you don't turn up at your job at least it's easier for the people to trace where you were going or coming from to find you in worst case scenario because things happen Google has a, a shared calendar and Phil uses it. And when I book it uh, in the customers, I uh, I take down their names, their address, and their telephone number. And uh, I put that on the Google calendar. And it, it like he said, you know where this person lives. Worst case scenario if you don't know where he is at the end of the day, you just trace back to the last appointment. Did he show up there? You know, go to the next one. Did he show up there? And you establish yourself a timeline, and that can be invaluable if something like a car accident were to happen. You just never know. So, um, yeah, tell somebody where you are. Well, easier than that, just be lazy and install a, a kid control app. And then people can just, uh, the family know where I am all the time. Dead easy. That too. That's, a, that's always a, a good bit of advice as well. 
and a lot of cars have tracking devices on them and stuff like that these days as well with apps it's uh, always certain things you can do right we're approaching the end of the show is there anything anyone would like to say or comment on before we do finish the show I'll take that as a no then. <laughs> so, well, first of all, I'd like to thank Alison, Caroline, Sophie, obviously uh, my co-host Jennifer and Sharon uh, for attending today and taking part in this. Um, if you are an independent trader, store owner, MSB, um, a tech a vendor or distributor, then you can find out more information about Tech for Techs at Tech for Techs co.uk forward slash join join over 1000 members just like you that can give you free business or tech advice and did i say it's totally free to join with no membership fees or costs to you thank you for watching and thanks for supporting independent businesses We'll see you next Friday, actually, at 2 p.m., where we have got a special show with Target Components, where we'll be going through with their managing director, as well as a few other members of their staff, about what Target can offer you. So see you next Friday at 2 p.m. Thanks for watching, everyone. Bye. Good night. Bye. Thank you.